Welcome to Add Bible, an audio daily devotion from the Ezra Project. Alan J. Huth shares a Bible passage with comments from over 35 years of his personal Bible reading journals and applies the Word of God to our daily lives. Today we come to Genesis chapter 33. Jacob and Esau meet up. Let's listen to Dr. Woodrow Kroll as he reads the 20 verses of this chapter. Genesis chapter 33. And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming, and four hundred men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two female servants. And he put the servants with their children in front, then Leah with her children, and Rachel and Joseph last of all. He himself went on before them, bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. But Esau ran to meet him, and embraced him, and fell on his neck, and kissed him, and they wept. And when Esau lifted up his eyes and saw the women and children, he said, Who are these with you? Jacob said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the servants drew near, they and their children, and bowed down. Leah, likewise, with her children, drew near and bowed down. And last, Jacob and Rachel drew near, and they bowed down. Esau said, What do you mean by all this company that I met? Jacob answered, To find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Jacob said, No, Please, if I have found favor in your sight, then accept my present from my hand. For I have seen your face, which is like seeing the face of God, and you have accepted me. Please accept my blessing that is brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. Thus he urged him, and he took it. Then Esau said, Let us journey on our way, and I will go ahead of you. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that the children are frail, and that the nursing flocks and herds are a care to me. If they are driven hard for one day, all the flocks will die. Let my Lord pass on ahead of his servant, and I will lead on slowly, at the pace of the livestock that are ahead of me, and at the pace of the children, until I come to see my Lord in Seor. So Esau said, Let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, What is the need there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. But Jacob journeyed to Suckel, and built himself a house and made booths for his livestock. Therefore the name of the place is called Suckel. And Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, on his way from Pandanaram, and he camped before the city. And from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, he bought for a hundred pieces of money the piece of land on which he pitched his tent. There he erected an altar, and he called it El Elohe Israel. In 2007, from Jerusalem, Israel, I wrote, went to David's Tower and walked the Via Della Rosa yesterday. 
visited the Catholic version of Calvary and the tomb. And then I read Genesis 33. Time can heal. Twenty years had passed. Esau forgave Jacob and welcomed his brother home. Each had been blessed by God, for each had plenty. Jacob was back in the land of his father Isaac, the promised land, where we are this day. It still amazes me to this day that that was ten years ago that I was in the promised land reading about these very stories that occurred right there in the land of Israel. I believe the story unfolding here in this chapter is a direct answer to the prayers of Jacob. It's an answer to that prayer he uttered, and it's the answer to the wrestling match he had for the blessing from the Lord. Verse 4 says, And Esau ran to meet him and embraced him, and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. Jacob had no idea that that was going to happen. He feared for the worst. But God, but God, but God can do exceedingly abundantly beyond what we think or imagine. May this passage be an encouragement to you that whatever you're facing, whatever difficult circumstance you're in, a family situation, a difficult circumstance in some other aspect of your life, that though you may not be able to see in your fleshly eyes, look through your spiritual eyes at what God has done in this chapter, in this relationship, and believe God for a miracle in your circumstances. Remember the promise that God gave Jacob back in chapter 28. He said, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. God has been with Jacob for these 20 years. He has kept him from revenge from his older brother Esau. And now, as promised, he has returned him to the promised land. I want to go back to my own family circumstances as we finish off this chapter. I mentioned yesterday that my family has had difficulty. My parents had difficulty with their parents. We had difficulty with my parents. Some of those issues got resolved over the years, but some never did. My grandparents are now gone. My parents are gone. There is no more chance for reconciliation. The challenges I mentioned between me and my own children are not great. They're more likely on the scale that a lot of parents have with their adult children. And we are all aware of our circumstances, and we are working toward reconciliation, even as I record this podcast today. In my family, I cannot undo what I did as a parent, and in a way, I have reaped what I sowed. But I can change. I can make a difference. I can sow better so that in the future I can reap better. I have expressed that very thought with my children. So let me outline just a couple of steps of family reconciliation. First, recognize any problems, if there are any, big or small. Again, mine are not big, they're rather small, but we have to recognize them. Next, pray them through. Like Jacob, go wrestle with God about your family. Third, Seek forgiveness. I did so with my parents. I've done so with my children. Fourth, realize what forgiveness means. It means kind of forgetting the past and moving forward. So do just that. Forget the past, move forward. Sow better so we can reap better in the future. And lastly, own the issue. I don't blame my parents. I don't blame my kids. I realize 
If there are issues, I'm part of the problem. And I can only change one person, and that's me. So that's what I'm working on now. I'm working on sowing now better seeds so I can reap a better harvest in my family in the future. I hope these lessons from Jacob and Esau and the points that I just made are valuable to you if you need to reconcile some relationships within your own family. Let's pray it so. Father, we thank you for our families. Jacob and Esau were brothers, and they reconciled, hugging each other's neck. Lord, help us see the family relationships that we have, that they can become loving relationships once again, and help us do whatever we need to do on our part to make it so. We ask you to bless our relationships with our families and give us the courage to be different, to sow better seed so that we can have a better harvest tomorrow. Thank you, Lord. Direct and guide our steps. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that you have been benefiting greatly by the lessons we're learning through Genesis, and I hope that you are enjoying Ad Bible on a daily basis. We love to be encouraged from time to time, so the way to do that is to visit EzraProject.net. You can go to our contact page and just send me a note. Tell me what you think about Ad Bible. I would love to hear from you. Tell me how long you've been listening and maybe what your favorite lesson was so far. And as you visit EzraProject.net, just take a look at Club 365. It's specifically designed for those of you listening to Ad Bible. Check out Club 365 as you go to EzraProject.net and send me a note about what you think about Ad Bible. Thanks for doing so. I look forward to hearing from you.